Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. On this week's episode, I am actually going to bring you, it's something I wanted to do for a while. Um, I wanted to, we did a Movies Plus Film Festival back in March, and I had a bunch of interviews with filmmakers, um, so I've selected a couple of them that I think would be of interest to you guys. Um, this first one is with Adam Choit. Uh, he made a short called The Edited, uh, and I'll just read real quick for you the um, synopsis so you get an idea as to what the film is all about. You can check it out at mymoviesplus.com slash the dash edited. Um, so taking place in the near future, the edited, and by the way, this is something Bitcoiners will totally get into. Um, you'll, you'll see what I mean. Taking place in the near future, the edited is a dystope, dystopian psychological satire about an earnest misfit girl who enters a new high school in a new part of the country. She finds it's a strange school where they literally edit history, literature, and science. They teach that the big brother was the hero in George Orwell's 1984 novel. So, um, there's many other that goes on and on, but that I know a lot of Bitcoiners are... Uh, you know, fans of 1984. So I thought, uh, I thought you guys would like this one. Um, and, uh, you know, it gives you a little different, uh, perspective on things that I do outside of, uh, Bitcoin. So first of all, before you get into that, you better, if you haven't buy a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet, go to bitbox.swiss slash Bitcoin made simple and use the promo code Bitcoin made simple, all one word to get 5% off your order get your coins off the exchange, do yourself a favor. Um, and then also mymoviesplus.com, you can use the promo code Corey, C-O-R-Y, and get an entire year for 24 bucks. It'd be a pretty, pretty thing, a pretty nice thing to do for yourself. You can watch things like the edited, um, and that, uh, that you'll hear the interview that I did with the director and, um, and other stuff there. So, uh, who else? What about, oh, Upstream Data. Go to upstreamdata.ca and get some black box stuff. Get, get a black box, get mining equipment, whatever you need to get your mining on. I call them DCA machines. I think I'm going to keep harping on that. Um, so yeah, get your DCA machine from Upstream Data. Go to upstreamdata.ca and enjoy the interview. The writer and director of the edited short film that played in the Movies Plus Film Festival, Adam Choit. Um, Adam, thank you so much for coming on. And I got that right, right? Adam oh, Choit. yeah, no problem. My pleasure. Correct pronunciation as well. Yeah. So um, so I want to get a little bit before we get into the film itself uh, about your background as a filmmaker. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> where, do, where, do, where do we begin? Um I mean, even going back to like high school and, and even like middle school and early days, I always kind of had an expressed an interest in media and even photography, not hardcore or anything like that. But I took a couple of media classes and even video art classes in high school. And I kind of got into it and, and like that stuff, the media arts more than mm -hmm. <laughs> perhaps even other subjects in school. And when trying to figure out what I want to major in, what, where do I want to go to school, what do I want to study? I'm like, oh, I want to get into film and media. So I ended up going to Syracuse University and in their uh, visual and performing arts school, studying film with a drama emphasis. And then from there, I moved to L.A. 
pretty much right after graduation. Not sure exactly wanted what I wanted to get into and fell into working in reality TV. And that's kind of what I'm still doing as far as my day job, uh, working as a TV producer in reality TV, but always working on other side projects and side hustles, writing little short films, documentaries, and, and things like that over the, over the years. Written script, plenty of scripts that haven't seen the light of day, short films, feature films, pilots, all that stuff, things I might dive back into at some point. But luckily, I was able to connect with this uh, this nonprofit, which actually no longer exists, Talies and Nexus. And they were they would uh, champion and fund and and uh, encourage um, liberty minded filmmakers to produce narrative films as well as other creative projects. So that's how kind of how I got into to uh, working on the edited and uh, and kind of the real first significant budget, really really professional film operation that I was a part of and lucky to be able to direct. So that's kind of the long of the short, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's I was going to ask next was, you know, how do you get into making a liberty-minded film? Because um, usually if it has any sense of liberty in it in, in Hollywood, you have to have it, you know, um, I guess glazed with wokeness and all those other things that, uh, that you know, kind of kind of like how um, Yellowstone has a little bit of a sanitized feel to it. You know, they're like, whoa, 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 we can't go like, you know, pure like freedom here we gotta you know show some of this other stuff and um yeah i, I just thought that was interesting um you know so you, you so you worked with a foundation that was you know looking to support liberty-minded people and did you take the film to them like was it your script or well i had connected with this organization i think in 2015 or 2016 and they had other programs that they would have like weekend seminars and workshops and things like that so i'd gone through their program and i was connected with them for a while and developed a relationship and i i did apply for their what they called liberty lab and then smash cut film labs i think a couple of times at least and and did not get accepted and looking back on those scripts and ideas that i did pitch I kind of really do understand why I why they did not choose that for those projects for various reasons. Some were bigger budget, maybe not exactly what they were looking for in terms of story and content. But it, it was a great learning experience going through through those those I guess failures and and as as well. But uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, pretty much and how I got connected with them. I'm curious, since you were working through them, did you was everybody on the crew liberty minded? Um. I would say no, not not entirely, not definitely not the the cast. I mean, maybe maybe a, maybe partly because everyone kind of networked and connected and and referred each other and worked on each other's projects. Mm -hmm. So there was a little bit of that, but but not entirely. A lot of what I've what I've kind of maybe realized throughout working on this project, although some people did not want to be connected with the project for various reasons, as you might imagine. But for the most part, people just want to work and they want to work on cool projects and they want to be part of projects and want to be part of films, especially actors, I would say, like, you know, they, they were all definitely not liberty minded or libertarian or conservative or anything like that. But they see a script. It's exciting. They get to be in front of camera and get something on tape and be a part of a cool project. So that that gets people excited more than anything when something is legit and it's actually happening. Yeah. I wonder what the. Um, I wonder what that process must be like because do they just you know sometimes have blinders on and like you know not see like hey this could be a problem if we're you know speaking of the edited like you know editing you know very significant stories that show you know the dangers of censorship and it's like 
how do they not like pick up on that or do they just choose to ignore it? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm curious. I think the cognitive dissonance is is strong. And yeah. I just think people have a lot going on in their own lives. Like they they are if you're an actor or you want you're working in film in some capacity and you have a job opportunity or an opportunity to be part of a project, or you're just gonna you're gonna you know, you put all your effort into it, but then you know, your mind goes to elsewhere, you got your life to deal with, you got this to deal with. People most people are not really that deep of deep thinkers in this country and we'll just kind of do what they're told as we found out especially the last couple of years so i think i think it's the co the cognitive dissonance and and pe people like me and you i think we operate differently we actually probably i would guess think things through and try to be rational and logical ab about things and if we're having some sort of debate or argument or conversation we try to be um reasonable and and make sense and not contradict ourselves but people who are, are, I guess, so-called political opponents, they do not play by those rules. They're not thinking that way at all. They're, they don't care about contradicting themselves. So, I yeah, <laughs> I'm rambling a little. No, 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 no. That's what the, that's what this is about is to get your answers. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. It, you know, the I think it's the NPC meme um, that you know is so prevalent of, you know, and I, I thought I saw somewhere somebody said it's like a large percentage of the population cannot have like much of an inner monologue i've heard that yeah people don't people don't have inner some i mean that might be more of a condition but some yeah. people don't have don't have inner don't have inner monologues from what i gather and they yeah and they just they so like i guess that makes sense as to where they're like you know this is what they told me so that's how i feel you know and like like whatever the news said that's that's life you know um and I, I think that that, you know, getting looking at it from a filmmaking perspective, uh, you know, I tell people all the time that, like, I like challenging things because I think that if it's the right thing, then you end up getting deeper into it. Um, you know, and just like an example, and I'm not like, you know, pontificating or whatever, but um, with uh, religion, like I, I instead of just sitting there going like, oh, yeah, like I, I was raised this way, so I'm going to just believe everything. I like to challenge it all. And like, I'm a questioner, you know what I mean? Like, that's like a Liberty person, you know, like we're like, we're not going to believe it. We want to verify it. We want to, you know, hash it out. And that actually led me to like, ended up becoming like deeper involved in it. And it's like a deeper understanding and a deeper reality for me. And, and I feel like that's something that with filmmaking, you know, a lot of people don't really are afraid to scratch the surface of a topic like the edited, you know? Um, because they're afraid of what they're going to find out on the other side. Um, but what do you think with this film? You know, if people, people watch it, I mean, I've obviously seen it and most people that are watching this have seen it, but um, you know, what are they going to find that maybe they, they haven't really scratched the surface on this topic and they're, they're afraid to peer behind the door and see what, what they're going to see. That is a good question. And I'm not sure I know the answer to it, but one thing I think does work to the film's benefit is that while we're talking about it as if it's like super controversial or very controversial, and it may be to some people, but none of the, at least I don't think any of the, the things mentioned in the film specifically in terms of like what the class, the class is teaching to the, the kids, the lies and the edits and history and literature. I don't think they're super duper controversial or come across that way. I'm not really talking about like hot button, like uh, current political issues. There's nothing in the movie about COVID. There's nothing in the movie about like, trans issues or anything like that that's really gonna like you know 
be polarizing yeah, you canceled or, like or something yeah right right so i think i think that works to the film's benefit to the point where it might just you know pique people's interest who are who are uh normies but like curious the red-pilled curious normies of such a thing exists so i think it could could pique people's interest that are that are on the fence for sure yeah i mean you know sticking with that like um that uh religious aspect you know and i mean i'm not lutheran or anything but you think of like martin luther you know and the the invention of the printing press and and taking away that censorship control um from a centralized entity uh and i just think how different the world would be if we didn't have the printing press you know if we didn't have the freedom of press and um and i just saw something too recently with they were saying that james bond books are getting edited didn't Roald, Roald Dahl's book, just one of his books, just get edited or something like that? Yep. They made a heavy set character skinny, or I don't even know what they did. I saw something about Maybe that. Maybe they probably made the skinny character heavy set, to be honest. Yeah, what, whatever, <laughs> whatever it was. And actually, anytime I see something like that, um, someone tweeting about that, or that goes viral, or someone mentions 1984 on like Twitter, I'll I'll just drop my film, a link to my film, literally in the yeah. in, like in a reply, just to. I'm like, oh, this is. I'm like, this is kind of relevant. I'm spamming and or whatever to some degree, but I'm like, I think people might appreciate this. And some people have replied even on Twitter, being like, oh, I watched it. That was super cool. So I'm just gonna keep using that as a, another way to get it to get it out there. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I gotta, you know, hats off to you. I mean, with the who, uh, who all was on the crew? Because I mean, it is really, really professionally done. You know, and and looks like, you know, top notch. Like. If you looked at it, I'd be like, oh, man, I wish this was a feature. You know what I mean? This is like a studio feature. Um, yeah, J John Kokum is the name of the producer. He was super cool and super helpful and, and got my me my location and helped with so many things that I'm not even remembering right now. And Colin O is the the DP. And, and it hats off to him for for uh, for all his hard work and not knowledge that he brought to the set. The DP is such a such a huge part of part of everything on set for sure. I, honestly, I feel like just going through the process of, of directing this film, like in some ways, just like, you know, the the shoot day was un, in some ways the easiest aspect of the, the film. Like I, oh, if, yeah. you're work, if you're working with a great DP and you have a great crew and cast and you're happy with your script and, and things, I mean, there's going to be challenges and, and ups and downs and whatnot on any film shoot. But for the most part, like it went pretty smoothly, and that's just again a credit to the to the to the cast and crew. The re the real not the real challenge, but I think almost the more important thing, for me, what I've at least learned in terms of directing, other than the nuts and bolts and on the creative side, is just the relationships aspect. Making sure everyone gets the right emails, making sure everyone's in the loop, making sure the actors are content. Put out some food when you're doing a, a table read, like just these like little things. I think that maybe people don't think about. I think it's really the human element that really is is kind of in some ways more important than than other aspects because the other things the the technical things and and even the creative things like that's all that's kind of all pre-production the script getting to building the the relationships obviously but the the creative stuff I think that kind of comes before and 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 then just like you know if you have a good script and you got good cast and crew things should just uh you know I shot the film and I keep saying um I think I made the film that I wrote. I, I, I and when I, when I summarize the, the, my, do my little elevator pitch, I'm like, I did, I'm pretty sure I made this movie. So yeah. I, you know, it's good that I was able to follow through and, 
and end up shooting what what was written it often does not end up with what was written um and, and that's okay too yeah that that works out sometimes but if you had a very specific vision which you did with this film you know it uh you know it works uh in it helps that you were able to achieve your your goal and, and achieve your vision um now i was gonna say one one thing that kind of did change at least in my mind is when i was writing this project and developing and even going into the shoot i thought i was making more of an idiocracy that was kind of my goal something a little bit funnier a little bit different tone more inspired by that but what mm. ended up coming together was more of a kind of a black mirror episode yes and in some ways i was kind of fighting that a little bit especially with the music and and the direction of the music which i went which went through a lot of different phases risto mietnin that's the that was my composer so i appreciate his patience with me for sure so in some ways i think another learning experience for me was you kind of have to let the movie be what it's what it wants to be what it what it is once it's shot in the can you can only work with what you shot you can't crowbar in a tone that's just not there so yeah. i kind of like that was a, that was a learning experience too yeah it's like a living organism that's just gonna like take a life of its own and and you have to you know foster it and help it grow in the direction it wants to grow yeah, that's a really good example and that's a great analogy because i have you know mentioned it to people that i've recommended it to I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like a Black Mirror episode. Like, it, I mean, if it if it you were watching Black Mirror and you just came that popped up as one of the episodes, you'd be like, yeah, I mean, it's just a Black Mirror episode. Um, like, I think it's really well done that way. And uh, and yeah, but I, I can see where you're like, yeah, you want to go with like more humor and everything like that, and then you're just resisting and fighting, and and then you're like, oh no, I guess this does make sense. And and uh, yeah. and the, it's a pitfall for a lot of filmmakers, you know, where they they try to fight it. And you got to realize, like, am I fighting it for a good reason? Or is there a reason it's going in this direction? Is it better this way? Yeah, it's funny because, like, I, I love comedy. I'm a big stand, uh, fan of stand-up comedy. And and maybe when I'm writing, I have a tendency to write stuff that's more serious and more dramatic. And then I see other writers who want to write these serious, dramatic things. And sometimes stuff will come out funny. So it's interesting how people's intentions don't always match what, what yeah. comes out on the page yeah exactly um so uh what what challenges did you come across in the actual filmmaking process i mean i know you said that the day-to-day -day, like was relatively easy but was locations was you know any kind of interesting obstacles that came up during filming that is a good question i don't think there was any real one specific challenge that that needed to be overcome or anything like that i mean there was little things on the day of shoot you know there's a thing in the middle of the room that needs to be covered and and be out of the shot and can't have people tripping like just little things like that but i think it was really just just maintaining the the relationships and 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 the communication just being on just being on top of that with everyone and keeping everyone in in the loop and and i think just being patient and just just submitting and surrendering to the process where every you may be in, in the filmmaking process, whether it's going through, um, you know, script revisions and getting feedback and just because it's I think everyone wants to submit a script or get feedback on a script and be told it's awesome. You're ready to shoot. Go shoot tomorrow. And when you hear feedback, whether it's, you know, helpful or not, you kind of your your heart sinks a little bit because in mm -hmm. my head, it's like, oh, that's more work. I have to do work. And not only that, I don't know how to fix it right now. But that's it's it's okay. It's okay to not have the solution right away. And and when I sit down at the computer and I actually start thinking about ideas and organ just 
writing down ideas or brainstorming with 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 colleagues and and just and thinking things over that things things will will sort themselves out and solutions will come but when you first get that feedback that's negative and i don't mean that in a bad way i mean that in a in a in a constructive way there is a part of me that's like ah shit i gotta do more yeah. work and i don't know the solution to whatever problem is is being presented yet yeah yeah that's the i think the anxiety of a filmmaker there's more work to do and it's not that like i, I always look at it from through the lens of like people that work you know just like regular job where it's like hey show up to work press button a whenever this color comes up press button b when this color comes up and you're like okay i know what to do today but like when you're a filmmaker it's like there's a lot more work and i'm not exactly sure what it is like <laughs> i don't know where this is going so it's it's stressful i think for filmmakers um so uh you know i guess the final thing would be you know what kind of takeaway you know i know as a liberty-minded person and you know but like as a as a, for the general audience, what kind of takeaway do you want them to to have from this film? Um, I would love the uh, of audience to just be more aware of of that this is happening and and believe that it's happening because I think people are are really in denial or it's cognitive dissonance or they just all believe what's what's on television and they're being told and this is not happening, but this is happening and I think. I think people just need to come to grips with reality. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at least some people like that's that's the hope. You're not going to win everyone over, and and I think the people who are hardcore, you know, got their feet dug into whatever their ideology is. You're not going to win them over, but there is a silent majority out there, and 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 they can be reached, and and on YouTube and through 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 uh through through your venture i think that like it is starting to reach more and more people and i that's that's super cool too awesome, awesome. i don't mind preaching to the choir but maybe to the a few outside the choir would be cool as well yeah it'd be cool if occasionally maybe we should throw a speaker up on the outside of the church so that people are walking by and they hear you know oh, man, that, that sounds pretty interesting um and that's how it works i mean i i used to be I don't like identify with anybody's political views anymore. I'm just like, I, I told a guy. somebody, yeah, you're a guy. I, yeah, I used to. I I told somebody over the weekend. Um, I said I was like, I'm anti-war, pro-peace, uh, pro fiscal conserv, fiscally responsible. Um, uh, you know, pro free speech. I was like, that's pretty much it. And I was like, and if you can find me a political party or a political candidate that aligns with all that, then I'd support them, but I don't think they exist anymore. Everybody's going to be on the side. Everybody's yeah. going to pick a side and, um, you know, it's all part of one machine. So anyways, um, well, Adam, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, sharing your film with the audience. And, uh, and again, if anyone wants to watch Adam's film or uh, vote for Adam's film, uh, you can vote. Uh, we have the directions how to vote in the notes. Um, and you can uh, you know, vote for the film to win best short uh and uh and i hope you guys enjoy it and adam thank you so much for coming on oh, i appreciate it anytime thank you Corey. i hope you guys enjoyed that one i know i did um and it, it was a fun conversation to have and i really appreciate you guys listening and i appreciate the bitbox o2 hardware wallet for sponsoring the show go to bitbox.swiss and you can get bitbox.swiss slash bitcoin made simple and get your hardware wallet and get your coins off the exchange and you'll save 5% with the promo code Bitcoin Made Simple. All right, thanks, guys. Talk to you later.